photographer, videographer, cinephile, producer, martial artist, musician, singer, songwriter, drives a Mercedes, founder of Fantasmic Productions, the man behind the camera for all things blood, sweat, and tears wrestling, this week's guest, yup, it's Kevin Santabria. Here with Kevin Sanabria. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> there you go. I'll give you the crowd. I'll give oh, you the crowd noise, bro. Oh, 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 dude, you. oh you're guys, so nice. Please. Guys. Thank you. Please. Oh, man. Dude, we hit record this time. Yeah, we, we got it. We, we recorded, baby. We were recording. The red light's on. I, Dude, I'm not going to lie to you. I felt dumb. <laughs> I felt like, are you? I'm a. I do this. More than once. You, so you want to know a secret, Manny? I mean, a secret. A secret industry secret. Yeah, kind of like or at twenty four within the last twenty four hours. I must say, I forgot to hit the red button on one of those interviews I did yesterday. But because it's not the first time that's ever happened, I always have a contingency plan. So on my main camera, I have a shotgun microphone. To make sure if I miss something got else audio. got me. That, you know what I should have got? I should I should set up uh, a camera that will record. Maybe I can use my webcam and just record us. Yeah. Well, I don't know how good it is. I actually haven't, dude. I haven't used the Mac webcam. Remember, like 2009, when everyone mm -hmm. like they were first making Macs and stuff, and maybe it was early in 2009. But like, you would go to the Apple Store and you would just take pictures in the photo booth oh, with like yeah, the yep. four fucking panels and shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I ah. Oh. I miss being a kid, <laughs> right? It's just That's so carefree, dude. One of my uh, favorite memories from when I was a little kid. Uh, I don't know if you remember Kmart. They, they, Hell yeah, dude. They just kind of like died. But Kmart, Kmart sucked. Let me be honest. That was it was pretty bad. I want to be Bradley's, but like. Um, that's a throwback. <laughs> but Kmart had like the those PlayStations and, and uh, Nintendo 64s that had games that only lasted like 10 minutes. Yeah. Like the demos and stuff. So I would love to go to Kmart and like uh, just like while my grandparents or my mom is shopping, I'm like playing like a Ninja Turtle game or something while they're doing whatever. Even though it's like the half of a level, but you know, you keep playing you it over. You would start over <laughs> yeah. and just keep doing it and you would get... You try and see how far you can get in that thirty second, yeah. that uh, fifteen minute trailer they yeah. gave you. Uh, but, but yeah, all right. Now we're we're gonna do this proper. We're gonna do this right. We're gonna carry on and be merry because we had, dude. We talked for like what forty minutes before we realized that. <laughs> oh yeah, something very close to that about dumbness, mm -hmm. and I'm like, God, <laughs> fucking record. Yeah, but um, we're here now. Everything we're here systems are a learning go. process. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a learning process. But yeah, we had we had so much great talks. It's almost like trying to weird to try and recreate it again. But but what do we do? Like Cliff, we'll Cliff note it. We'll Cliff know what we talked about, so mm -hmm. we can talk about even more. Yeah, like there science, you go. Science, boom, just boom. So you born in Puerto Rico, correct? Mundo moved 
got off the plane mm-hmm. in New York and said, we're New Yorkers. Yep. Had a 30-day free trial of New York City life. Correct. Didn't like it. Yep. Dipped out to Connecticut. Yep. You're the oldest. Correct. Two Mundo. siblings. Yep. Sister, yep. 27. Cool. Correct. Brother, 21 soon. Yes. Next week. Uh, pretty close. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Rapper, brother. Yep. D- car detailer. Your sister. Correct. Fucking Man, so, nasty. Someone paid attention. Someone paid attention. Uh, we did not go to the same high school. No. Or Because you're older than me, right? I am 34. Okay, so you're... Are you, you just turned 34? Or are you turning 35 this year? I'm turning 35 in December. In December? I mean, sorry, October. Why did I, I say December? I don't know. You love Christmas? Yeah, I think so. That's it's because so- like, my birthday is October 25th, and so I was December 25th for Christmas. But. Oh, well, October 25th is like gothic Christmas. Yeah, right? <laughs> essentially. Yeah, I was like, Mom, why didn't you wait like six days? Yeah, you would have been born in Halloween. Um, but yeah, so... Oh, yeah. So you're... Two years older than me. Somebody thirty-three this year. Gotcha. In November, okay. twenty-six. So that's pretty cool. That's interesting. Yeah, that we're like about a month apart. Yeah, there's something astrological there. I don't yeah, know. I'm pretty sure. I don't. I don't know. Um, started photography in high school. Yep. Uh, your teacher said, "Give up, kid. Ain't no future in this." Yep. Correct. I'm forty. I look sixty. I'm teaching here at Basic. I got a bum leg and. Yeah. I don't, fuck you, kid. And the the line that haunts me to this day is like, your stuff will only be worth money after you're dead. Bro, that's such a crazy thing to say. I feel like there's a better way you could have said that to a kid. Oh, like, there's like thousands of ways like, well, to you not say that. You could have just not been an asshole about it. You could have <laughs> just... <laughs> like, you just easily could have just not been an asshole. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, huge into horror movies. Yeah, big time. Because of my mama dukes. Hey, we could talk, uh, so she would just, you know, put them on, mm-hmm. and then you would be laying in bed trying not to watch them. Yeah, correct. Like, uh, And then you would just hear them. You would hear all the scary sounds, yep. and would give you nightmares. Correct. Or and then you went. I had to get up and go to the bathroom. I had to pass the living room where, where they were watching it. Yeah. And you were, like, curious, so you peeked. Mm-hmm. And then you went, ah! And then you ran to the bathroom, ran mm-hmm. back, peeked again, got more scared, laid mm-hmm. down. Nightmares. And now every shadow I see in the house is a monster. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. Mm-hmm. But, but now you love them. Yeah, now I love them. Like, I could watch them. And actually, I probably get better sleep now after I watch them. Do you want to make one? Ooh, absolutely. I do want to do one, and I have a concept for it, too. I just got to finish writing it. Okay. And then... Um, See if my original main character that I was going to have, he's still down to do it, or if he wants to do something slightly different. Um, it's real funny. So I have like the list of like, uh, like the list of things to describe you at mm-hmm. the beginning, and we wrote cinephile down. Yeah, and it's just that's a funny ass word. Yeah. It just means you love <laughs> movies and stuff, but it's like it sounds dirty. It's like what do you fuck DVDs? Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> cinephile. But like. Were, were movies a big part of your growing up? Obviously, horror movies, anything mm-hmm. else? Like other movies that your mom would put on? Yeah, then she also liked um, 
like you know action movies like you know you have your like your training days you have like your diehards you know it's the uh, same christmas thing movie? <laughs> you got the best christmas movie ever made die hard yeah um i don't care what anybody says if you're not watching die hard you become a motherfucker on Christmas. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, it's a Christmas <laughs> story, Die Hard, <laughs> and then Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, that's it. That's all you need for yeah. Christmas. Like, you um, top it off with the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> the Grinch right at the end. Hell you, yeah. You do a little sandwich. The the Jim Carrey, the original mm-hmm. Grinch, and then the Jim Carrey Grinch at the end. You know, a little, little Boom. Grinch sandwich. Perfect. Filling with Die Hard <laughs> 1 through 5. Yeah, the most the, the thing that's holding it all together it's is Die, die Hard. hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's like the cheese on a pizza right there. Yeah, that's correct. Die like, hard. Without that, you're like, yes, yeah, I'll eat it, but it's just not as it's, enjoyable. It's just toast. Yeah. <laughs> You need, you need that Die Hard in there. Um, um, yeah, she, so she liked action movies, and the only genre of movie that I like that she doesn't for some weird reason is she likes comedies. She thinks they're cheesy. It's <laughs> such a Puerto Rican month. Thing. Yeah, What's like, so funny? Yeah, exa- <laughs> What's so funny? exactly. And I remember one time I was very proud watching. I forget what movie it was. I was like, "Mom, watch this scene from this thing because it's so, like, funny. It's so it's funny. the funniest thing." She's looking at me like, "Are you retarded? Like, <laughs> like why? They look they look like pendejos. Why are they doing this?" Like, uh, and I was like, "All right, I'm sorry, but I thought it was cool." All right, bye. And like, she hits she hates Jim Carrey's face. Like, you know, like, yeah. So, <laughs> like, yeah. She hated he hated that, but like, uh, but I bet you if those funny people died in them, she would have loved that movie. Oh, she does she like uh, black comedies, like dark comedies? Oh, uh, probably she'll probably give those a chance, like uh, like Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, actually, that's probably one of the only like comedy movies that's in her book. That movie's so fucking funny. Yeah, it was awesome. That movie is so good. That I love Hot Fuzz. Oh, Hot Fuzz, Hot Fuzz is awesome. So, <sighs> such a good fucking movie. Yeah, I love. Dude, I love Shaun of the Dead so much. It is so good. It's so funny. Oh yeah, it's 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 the most realistic mm-hmm. <laughs> zombie movie. Hell yeah, you got a stoner that doesn't understand yeah, what's going like, on. Wait, well, nah, this isn't real. This is not really happening. They're trying to kill a zombie by throwing records at it because they don't understand how to best kill those zombies. Yo, that record scene was pretty funny. <laughs> that, and he's like, oh god, what's what? what <laughs> That was autographed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of the things that we did talk about uh, before we realized I wasn't recording uh, was the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Which was at, like one of the first found films, like found footage films, right? Yeah, that really convinced everybody that that was 100% real. you couldn't real. tell nine-year-old me that wasn't real. No. Like, there's no way. There's no way that wasn't real. Like, I saw the trailer, and the lady's booger was oh, coming down. Oh, my God, yeah, And yeah. I was like, no, this is real, because my boogers do that. <laughs> like, my boogers, my boogers look just like that when I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you, there's no way. No way it was fake. Yeah, yeah, I was I was super convinced. And we, we looked it up, it was only a what, sixty thousand dollar budget yep. on that movie, like before like edits and shit. Mm-hmm. And even the edits didn't even come up to a million dollars. Which now million dollars is like the bare minimum to start a TV show. Yeah. And it's a shitty one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I think what's it like the the boys? I think the boys is like two to three million dollars an episode or something. Yeah, that seems about right. But it's just like so fantastic! Oh, mm-hmm. I love the boys. You finished? Did you watch all of it? No, I haven't finished the newest season yet. Yeah, it's 
Love the boys. But my boy Homelander, he's a trip. Dude, Homelander's wild. Yeah, he's 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 a character. Like dude and he embodies a lot of a lot of things that happen. Yeah. Like it's uh Dude, Stormfront was also wild. Yeah. Stormfront was crazy. Uh, uh so your mom is into horror movies. Mm-hmm. Metal. Mm-hmm. Big metal fan, right? Yeah. She sometimes listens to even heavier shit than I do. That I like even Norwegian black metal. Yes. Yeah, so she's wild. in love with this uh, band from Poland, um, Behemoth. Like yep. loves them. Yep. I, actually, I was just at her house today, and I noticed on her bookshelf she has like the singer's like autobiography book. I was like, I'm like, man, you re- you're really in this, in this, huh? That's sick. That is yeah. sick. That's crazy. So like she'll like put music on. And you're like, mom, what? I don't even know what they're saying, mom. Yeah. So like when I was the heaviest thing that she used to listen to when I was little, it was a band called Venom, and uh, it's like a very you know famous like a black metal band uh, from like many years ago. Like I think like 80s they were around, and it's one of those bands that sounds like they're they're recording in a tin can with a string yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. And but she was just like, yeah, this is this is it. This is it. This is music. Little Kevin, this is. We like this. And I was like, I like heavy stuff, mom. But this, I don't even know this what he's scary. saying. What and is he? And why is he sound like he's gargling blood and sound like it's like crazy? Like, Are you still a big metalhead now? Yeah, I am. What are you listening to? So like, uh, I, I was like in like in high school and stuff like that. I was like very into like the heaviest things you can possibly listen to. But then at, throughout the years, go like I kind of mellowed out a little bit. Like I like uh, clean vocals. I don't really like the screaming stuff anymore. But right now, uh, well, so my favorite band of all time is uh, Typo Negative. I'm band out of uh, New York, Brooklyn, um, and they inspired me to become a musician, being a band. Because my dream was to one day open for them in Toad's Place, because they used to play Toad's Place a lot, mm-hmm. and then. You know, my mom introduced me to that band too, uh, and then another band that I really love a lot is Megadeth. Like, it's like love Megadeth. It's like my favorite. I think they're better than Metallica, hands down. You know, a lot of people get angry about that, but it is what it is. Dave Mustaine used to be their guitar player. Yeah, Dave Mustaine's pretty hardcore because, like, when Metallica's like, well, listen, relax, you got to go. Yeah. That they're pretty hardcore. Yeah. I mean, I do understand why, why they kicked them out. I would have, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, well. Uh, <laughs> well. So, when when did you, when did you uh, get into playing music, like, to get into a band and stuff? So, that story is, uh, I started, like, you know, I, I had, but like I told you before, there was a little guitar I got during a Christmas or something yep. many years ago, broke, never did it again. But and then, like, in my freshman year of uh, high school is when I started, like, really trying to play uh, guitar. I actually started with bass first. Oh, and so you then, can slap the bass. Yeah. And then, like, but then I thought, I was like, you know, like, the bass was corny. I want to sound cool. I want to, no one hears the bass live, you know, whatever. This is for me. So, um, I started playing just for me in the beginning, and then um, my mom made a comment one time, like, and she was basically saying, like, it was too late for me to start to get to the point where I can play in a band. So I was like, just like how my high school photography teacher said, and like, oh, you'll never do this. I was like, oh yeah, challenge watch this, challenge accepted. So I kind of like learned more guitar just to like. Um, be like what now? Be like what's up? I know I'm not a dime bag, but I'm 
Somebody's buying well, nickel bag, baby. <laughs> nickel bag, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, that's what pushed me to do it because I wanted to be like, oh yeah. I know she probably didn't mean it in in a bad way because she's she, meant it in the realistic parent way. I don't yeah. want my kid to be disappointed if they yeah, can't make if it, it. Yeah. Do, if it doesn't happen. But she, even so, you know what? Little encouragement goes a long way. Yeah, you know, like you just a little bit, like <laughs> yeah. uh, just a little. Just tell me I can do it a little bit. Yeah. But also, too, I think the way I'm wired, I need to hear you tell me I can't. Yeah. Because that's going to make me go, oh, yeah? <laughs> let's let's check this out. Watch, so watch like, me. Um, watch like, me can't. Yeah, yeah. Watch me can't. Well, you're going to pay tickets to come see me. I hope that can't taste like candy because you're going to eat it. Yeah. So like, uh, so, like, around in high school is why I took it more serious and then played in the band for a uh, okay. couple years. What was the band's name? The band's name. Name, sorry. The band's name was Osecmic. That is Aztec for dying of hyperthermia. And then the 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 Dude, way that's w- fucking metal. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then that was uh, that was a name that our drummer, which is like my best friend in, in the whole wide world, Carlos Marino. Uh, you know what's really crazy when you re- when you find out that you're not someone's best friend. That's pretty crazy. Oh damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, uh, that's a crazy <laughs> revelation. <laughs> so also too, like um, before I get into like how the na- I see how the name got there. So like he's he's of Mexican descent. But I'm actually born in uh, Mexico City. So he's also another guy that's like 110 percent his Mexican, race. Yeah. Like um, <laughs> real quick because that got cut out. So you were born. In the motherland, in Puerto Rico, yep. but in San Juan, yep. in the, the capital. The capital, which, baby. Which, if you guys don't know, being born in the capital of anywhere um, makes you um, an extra 10% that. So if you're born in San Juan, like mm-hmm. Kevin, you are 110% Puerto Rican. But, C- correct. But if you were born in Washington, D.C., you are 120% American. Because that's the capital of the country Correct. that has states that also have capitals. Correct. It's so like states just, on just states on states, states and on capitals. States on states. Just a little tidbit for you. So he, your your drummer, a hundred and ten percent Mexican. Yep. He was born there in the capital. So like, uh, so he he named the band because he was like he loves a lot of Aztec um, history and artwork yeah. and stuff like that. So he was the one. I think he I believe it was like he had like a Spanish to Aztec. Dictionary had no idea that that's something that exists, so like he went through and found like cool like words, and then we landed on that one. Oh, that's sick! Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And how long were you guys in a band? Uh, Did you guys put out any music? Yeah, so we have uh, an album titled "2012" like that we released, um, or was it named that? One of our songs was called "2012." Forgot what the name of the album was, but yeah, we had like it's had like six, seven songs on them. Mm-hmm. Like um, sold them all, all the ones that we printed. We did good. We had like a CD release party. We did great. Like we made all our money back on that album just on the CD release. And then we were like, wow, we're like, we're, gonna, we're, we're, no. we're gonna be Metallica like in two more weeks at this rate. You know? Yeah, like um, didn't happen. <laughs> it's like kill them all. We just did it. We just dropped our yeah, kill them all. Like, that's it. Like we we're we're off to the races, boys. Oh, but man, do I wish I was in a band now with like all the shit I know and like, dude, we'll be the biggest band on the planet. But like, um, well, with all the production behind it, getting good true. music videos, you know, getting out there. But like, um, yeah. That's uh, we were there for a little bit. We have a music video, 
uh, for the song 2012. Is and it on YouTube? Yes, it is. If you uh, look up our uh, segment, what we'll do is we'll put it like in the in the bio oh, for yeah. this. Link. We'll it. drop like we'll drop all your links so people can mm-hmm. find you and all that stuff, and then we'll drop. You know, links to yeah. that video. Fuck. I yeah. gotcha. That's gonna be awesome. So like, uh, so then the band was. Uh, I think we started like in 2010, and ironically ended in like 2012. Well, look at that. <laughs> and, like, Wasn't that when the world was supposed to yeah, end, yeah. according to the the Aztecs? Yeah, correct. Look so, at like, that, dude. So we had like this whole. That was the point. We already saw the oh, end before we. You even guys started. were Ragnarok. It's yeah. like you were Latin Ragnarok. <laughs> correct. <laughs> So do you still like dabble in music? Do you still play music or so after that was done, like um I started recording stuff and demoing stuff at my house. Uh-huh. Uh, because I wanted then to make a band that was like closer to what I wanted, like for myself. Uh, but it's just like uh, never manifested, never gave it enough time to do it. Like I, I get the itch here and there because I also hang out with like musicians and stuff. So like when I'm helping them do work with stuff, or if they ask me to like do like, a quick little session, like uh, fill for them, like it kind of makes me want to do it again. But like I don't play as much as I would like to anymore due to time constraints I just well like, you are a busy man yeah I, don't, like, you're, I wish you're I had so more time busy. well time's not real but you're yeah. such a busy guy like you're between you know doing photography mm-hmm. uh, filming stuff for people editing everything uh, basically running wrestling companies yeah like you know with with production wise and stuff do you get the same feeling when you're at a wrestling show like do you do you get the itch to wanna to wrestle to wrestle like a uh, Early on, yeah, like uh, early on. But now that I'm so entrenched in what I'm doing, it, it kind of like so entrenched in like behind the scenes. Yeah, stuff, like, it kind of like that went away. Like I don't want to. Yeah, I think that, I think that's it. for me too. I think like I, I I wanted to at first, which was really cool because I think the first BST event I ever did, I was in the ring and I got slammed. Yeah, and bro, <laughs> nine, I smacked the back of my head on that mat. Yeah, bro, so it was. They make it look easy. No, they do. They do, and it, it does hurt. Yeah, Boy, this ain't ballet. Yeah, no, know? it isn't. It really but like, isn't. I think now, like, like doing commentary and um, you know working with you doing like promos and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I have no interest. Like, yeah. I don't. It, I'm enjoying the. I like watching it. The inside. Yeah, the inside stuff is cool. The inside baseball stuff is really really yeah. cool. Like, but. Mainly, the only reason why I also say that I don't ever want to do it because now that I know what it really takes like to do this at a, at a, at a high level I don't want to be in there pretending I don't want to be a pretend a pretend wrestler you don't you know? be obvious you want to do you because these guys like it's crazy like to see because uh, uh, we're both big wrestling fans mm-hmm. um, your mom yep. huge wrestling fan my mom kind of likes wrestling my older brother got me really into wrestling he was a WCW guy huge WCW fan like yeah we were a WWF household only yeah no no we watched WWF like my brother watched mm-hmm. them both but he put on Nitro before he put on Raw yeah like that was his thing a big Sting guy Sting and Kane his favorites those were and uh uh, but yeah, I just love it, and like I think just being able to watch these guys work on like the independent level mm-hmm. is so cool, because like they're they're trying to get to that next level, and watching them at this level is so amazing. Yeah, like the way they can, the way they come up with doing things, the way they build these characters up, it's just awesome. It's just really really cool. No, I, I like being on this side of it because like I don't know about you, but I always liked when I would watch wrestling like. 
I would always love like the behind the scenes documentaries or mm-hmm. if they ever showed like uh, like them dropping the network and putting all those like uh, uh, WWE 24 yeah. or all those things I watched all those documentaries on there it's just I like all that stuff it's so like to see how they create it all is so fascinating to me yeah, it's amazing yeah and I just like that now I can be a part of it like be a mm-hmm. part of that part of it yep correct because I remember when I was a kid I used to want to be like a wrestler I was like I'm gonna be the next fucking Goldberg no, I Hulk hate Hogan Goldberg. I hate Goldberg and I hate Hulk Hogan <laughs> <laughs> I hate Hulk Hogan and then if he he probably will never listen to this because I'm blocked on social media by him <laughs> but fuck that guy dude fuck Hulk Hogan he's a piece of shit yeah. and a bitch and he called Yokozuna a racial slur on live pay per view mm-hmm. for Wrestlemania 9 and that's why he blocked me because I posted it on Twitter <laughs> that doesn't work for me brother but yeah, yeah fuck that guy fuck that guy but um yeah, no, I was just a huge wrestling fan. I loved watching it as a kid. Um, do you have like early memories of wrestling? Like, like what what got you hooked? What got me hooked? Like, what um, did you see and you were like, yeah, yeah? Like the thing. So like I like I like I mentioned like my mom was uh, always watching like uh, all the pay per views, all the raws, whatever. Like. Um, I just I just remember seeing like these larger than life characters, very cliche line for guys, like you know, explaining why what, what he liked wrestling for, but like Undertaker. Yeah, uh, you, you look like a guy whose favorite man, wrestler is Undertaker. Mankind, people like yep. that, like just uh, without even knowing what's going on, is just like those two characters look so captivating, pretty interesting, you know, yeah, and then. Just- that hooks you in, and then you start looking here. Oh, here's a guy named uh, Bret Hart. He he could wrestle. Oh, look at Mr. Perfect here. Oh, my God, look at this guy. You got, you know, your Razor Ramones. You got your Shawn Michaels. That guy has a snake. Yeah, just, that guy has a fucking that, snake. Yeah. So when Jake the Snake Roberts was, like, around, and then he, he came out with Alice Cooper that one time with the with Damien the Snake. Yep, yep. Like, I was just, like, also, too, I'm a, you know, rock and roll uh, metalhead and stuff like that. So, like, to see my two worlds cross that went as a little kid, I was like, ooh, this is, is this? like, super cool. Yeah. Like, um, and it was just, like, it's essentially, like, what I'm making, it sounds silly. It's a soap opera, right? And then... I come from a Spanish household, and guess what we watch all the time? Novelas. Soap operas or novelas, you know? So, like, seeing that and then, like, the stories and the characters and the betrayals and and all this stuff, it was, like, I just really enjoyed, like, the stories. And I really thought, like, they killed, like, um, what's his name? Boss Man and Hell and Cell yeah, when they yep. hung him and, yep. and all this stuff. When and they like, threw mankind off the top of the gate. Yeah. Like that. And we then, just like, saw he died. Undertaker murdered his family and like almost killed his brother and all this yeah. stuff. So like as a kid, I was I was thinking these things were real, and I was like, damn, like this is crazy. Like I'm gonna keep, yeah, what's going next or whatever. Like, uh, but and then the, I remember like the one big thing that even after I was a, a fan for a long time at this point, but like when Val Venus choppy choppy pee pee, like. <laughs> Like I was it, so scared, and and went off it, like the air like that, 
like and and I remember going to school and like and like all that's all anybody was talking about. Yeah, like what dude. happened to Fal Venus is like a pee pee. <laughs> you know, like so where did it go? Is he still alive? Is did he bleed out? Is he dead? Like, you know, things like that. So like I came back to it like the next week and it just happens that it touched a cold table and it receded back and he just missed the chop. Yeah. <laughs> so, like <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for the little Valboski. Right? Yeah, so like uh, you know, sometimes uh, little dick problems are a good thing. Hey. Like, um, so let's, let's hit the trifecta here: horror movies, mm-hmm. metal music, mm-hmm. wrestling. Correct. That sounds like a great mom. Right. Great. Great. Top tier mom. And she made you. Yeah. That makes her even Thank better you. in my book. And she made me first. Like, yeah, you know, like, like the best. And then the rest after that, I guess they lived up. Yeah. Um. So, like, what, what were you like as a kid? I was uh. Very. Were you a mama's boy? I I would say so. Like, uh, well, you bonded over horror movies, so for sure. Yeah, like uh, maybe not at first. I was like, oh, this is my mom is scary. But yeah. like, once I got over to horror movies, it was cool. Like, um, but as a kid, I was very like quiet, timid, shy. You know, like, uh, and no, just like not much going on like i was just kind of like just like to yourself yeah coasting doodling floating in the ocean like just you know, drawing just, little pictures yeah drawing little pictures reading comic books correct favorite superhero my favorite superhero of all time is batman why like because uh i i, I don't know why i said why well, like that i love batman what i don't know as i'm looking at your yeah, batman yeah, yeah. figure yeah, but, right. but like, uh, <laughs> oh, why do you like Batman? Has a Batman <laughs> within reach, like within I can reach. touch him. Uh, but like, the reason why I like him is because, like, again, he's very moody. He's dark, he's very broody, broody. Like he's he has sad he's boy vibes. He's my aesthetic, but also he is plausible. Like um, he is possible. His superpower essentially is similar to Iron Man is money. But like like if I had unlimited resources, I could kinda like be Batman. So like I gravitated you, you place third place in all these grappling contests. Yeah. You think you could be a king yeah, crusader? Yeah. I didn't I didn't train I didn't trade with like our, what is it, Ross Gould or whatever. I didn't train like, with the League of know, Shadows. So like, I uh, trained in Norwalk, okay? Yeah. So is that you know. where you trained? No, no. I, I trained in uh, the original school was in Bridgeport, moved to Stratford, and then uh, in New Haven on Forest Road, Golden right, so Falcon. So the exact opposite June. way. The yeah. exact op- the opposite way. You went south. You went north. I went north. You went north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got away from Gotham City. So right. big into Batman. Yeah. Um, big into Batman. I, I hate Superman. I think he's over pushed, overrated, overhyped, overrated. Like, and his weakness is a green rock. That's true. A stupid green rock. And then, which, and which Batman has a just stockpile. Yeah. Under the Batcave, which is genius because fuck that guy. No one likes him. Actually, my brother's a huge Superman fan. Like, he thinks Superman's the greatest. Yeah, he's like, I guess he's probably the most famous superhero, but I think he's a little, a little boring. And like, I keep watching. And I keep watching these like YouTube videos of like uh, who would win like death battle things, and every time he goes against like a Dragon Ball Z character, no, like, Superman versus Goku. Yeah, Superman always somehow wins all oh, because he got closer to the sun. Like, oh, okay, cool, but huh. <laughs> <laughs> Superman ruins everything. Um, okay, here's a couple things that I I, I, just, uh, I was looking at the news and they were saying they're they're bringing back. I don't know if you heard the the Wooly Mammoth. 
Like, they're bringing back the dodo bird? Like, bringing back as in... Like, yeah. Yes. Like, in real life, I could like touch Like, in real him. life, yeah. Why? Yeah, so they're bringing back the dodo bird because that bird went extinct because of humans. Like, they literally got their habitats, like, destroyed. That's why they all died. So they're bringing them back because they say that's one of man's greatest errors. It's just eliminating that bird. I don't know why they're bringing the woolly mammoth back, but that's scary, right? Yeah. Because, like, like, what's next? Yeah, like... Like a saber-toothed tiger? <laughs> I think that's... So there's, like, a... a um, uh, I don't want to, like, go and start typing. But are I think are we about to live Jurassic Park for real? Bro, I, I don't like those movies. Like, I saw that... I've seen all the Jurassic Park movies. But, like, from a a, a, um, a realist standpoint, it's like, yo, it, the first time it didn't work, you're not going to get this. <laughs> you're not going to get this. It didn't work the three times you had a private island, and now you want an amusement park? Yeah. Like, that's... Not, uh, Oh, but the electrical fence was just slightly higher this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bigger fence. But, yeah, I don't think they should bring these animals back. I think it's scary. Science scares me. Artificial intelligence scares me. Oh, yeah. AI is terrible. Um, I think iRobot is a real possibility, and that scares me. Because I, I can't fight a robot. No, I can't. I can't fight a robot. I'm not Will Smith. I can't. I can't fight a robot. Do you? Do you like give into conspiracy theories? Um, I love listening to them. Yeah, like uh, there are some that like if you dig far enough and like you lose sight of like reality for a second, they could almost convince you. They're like, wait, wait a second, wait a second. You know, it's a really fun conspiracy theory. Which one? Birds aren't real. Oh yeah, like the pigeons. That is such a <laughs> funny fucking thing. Like that we just we killed all the birds in the 40s Mm -hmm. and we have had android robot birds since the 40s dude they look incredible if that's what it is it's so funny and it's a fake it's such a hoax the guy who created it said it was a hoax and people are still believing it and they're like even though the guy who made it up said this is i was just fucking around like we were just fucking around people were like this is true like I believe this. Have you ever seen a, a baby pigeon before? No, they're all government robots, man. I actually have never seen a baby pigeon. Yeah, me neither. I have I've to never. It. Yeah, I've never seen a baby pigeon, but I've also never seen like a baby fucking rat. Yeah, like I've just seen rats. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe they. Maybe. Maybe they are making them. So all right. So conspiracy. Like this conspiracy, we were talking earlier a little bit about conspiracy theories that I just think are. Bo- I think flat Earth is crazy. Yeah, that's a crazy one. That's probably th- the easiest one to explain away. I think hollow Earth. I don't know about. I don't know about hollow Earth. I just it just it doesn't make any sense because if it was a hollow Earth, the amount of things on the surface of the Earth would collapse it. You, if you it's would hollow. think so. Like yeah. with the all all the weight, like that. Unless, because I mean, how thick is it and how much of a core do we have yeah exactly and like mining all over the world and shifts and yeah like that plates. Just, i don't know yeah if, if, if we have a hollow earth how could we be mining into the ground yeah without accidentally like falling into like hell or something <laughs> dude what if hell is inside of the earth that's crazy hell on earth mm-hmm. and that's a saying i guess uh, i don't know i don't know about it i don't know yeah. The but. core is spinning, though. The core spins the other way. Did you hear about that? Like, mm. the Earth's core, like, switch rotation, the way it's spinning, and people were, like, freaking out. And then the scientists were like, oh. They, like, looked back scientifically at, like, the rotations and mm-hmm. stuff, and that's just what it does. 
Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't know either. I was just like scared for a second, and then I was like, I trust science. And then I was like, <laughs> I remember what happened last time people trusted science. <laughs> but I love conspiracy theories. I love hearing about just stupid stuff. But then there's some stuff that like I, I kind of buy into. Like, like, I don't... Like, I think aliens have a lot more to do with us as a society than we know. Yeah. Like, I think technology has to do with aliens. Oh, I... Like, just, just like American technology. Like, from when the Wright brothers flew to cars to the space launch, like, the space program, that's not a lot of time. Mm-hmm. In between the first car and landing on the moon, because was that only forty years? Probably something like that. Because like, the first car was in the thirties, I believe, like the Model T, mm-hmm. right? So then we went landed on the moon allegedly in nineteen sixty nine. So thirty four to sixty nine. That's thirty five years, not even forty years. And we went from just getting cars to landing on the moon. With a computer on board, no more powerful than a calculator. Yeah. But we haven't been back since. Yeah. I don't, yeah that's one. Th- so, like, we have space me, it, stations it's, it's, and stuff, but, like, I don't know why we I do we think the moon landing back. is false. I think the video we saw was fake. I think we did land on the moon, mm-hmm. but we have no footage of it. Actually, I think they, they said th- they deleted it by accident. I nah, think. bullshit, dude. They never <laughs> had it. What they did was they wanted to beat Russia. Yeah. In the in the space race. So they fucking filmed it. Yeah. They filmed that. It's kind of also too, like, I don't know if you know, but like the whole eyesight is enhanced by carrot thing uh-huh. during, I believe, World War II. Uh, that's something that the Americans started because they had, they think they just had like discovered or invented like sonar or like uh, some kind of detection method, which was like the way that they were explaining away how the Americans knew where the enemy soldiers were. So the propaganda was they eating carrots. So then Germany bought all the carrots they can find and made all their soldiers eat carrots. And then none of them could see any dude, better dude, in Germany was just shot. giving fucking carrots and meth to their soldiers dude, dude like they <laughs> like uh yeah Germany tried everything man like uh, to to win any anything any like means necessary like do you believe in aliens oh absolutely okay good I do I also believe I believe Bigfoot's real yeah that um, one like just because I think I need a little convincing no just, I, I actually after we're done I'm gonna show you this uh footage from 2000 and Eight, I believe, 2008, 2009, maybe. And it is by far the best and clearest footage of Bigfoot ever. And it's from um, the northern Florida, like Georgia, Alabama line. Okay. So it's like right there. This guy has some property. And he, yeah, I'll show it to you. It's fucking sick. That's a hell um, yeah. Show me that. But like, yeah, I think aliens had a lot to do with technology. I think aliens had to do with the pyramids being built. Mm-hmm. I think if you look at ancient hieroglyphics, a lot of the things that we can't explain about them are aliens. Um, I think there is aliens in the Bible. Um, mm-hmm. I think the story of what is that? I think it's Isaiah who gets uh, taken up to heaven on the flaming chariot and like a, a chariot of fire uh, in the Old Testament. I think that's just an uh, an interpretation of how to explain a fucking alien abduction. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think that is. I think that's just back oh. then. They don't know how to explain that and that's what that is. Um, I don't think that... I don't think um, there's like fucking uh, um, mole people. 
that's I think that's silly. I don't think lizard people live in the center of the earth. Yeah, me neither. That's pretty crazy. Um, lizard people aren't. I think things like the lizard people and stuff like that are just a way to swallow the pill that the people running the world are pieces of shit. Yeah. Like, you don't want to admit that humanity could be that bad, but um, no, they, it really is pretty shitty. Like, the New World Order isn't some crazy conspiracy theory of uh, fucking interdimensional beings. or No, it's just shitty politicians yeah. and people who have a lot of money running everything. Correct. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think aliens built the pyramid, helped with the pyramids. I think they helped with Stonehenge because that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Easter Island is another thing that doesn't make any sense. Or it has the bodies underneath it. Or how about all those uh, pyramids, including the mind pyramids that, even with the Egyptian ones and all the other they're ones, all the the, same. they're all aligned yeah. to the stars, like perfectly. Yeah, yeah they, it has to be. It has to be, and they all have like the gold at the top mm -hmm. that you can like reflect and see. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Ancient but, Aliens is a great show, and it <laughs> fucked me up growing up watching that show. <laughs> Yeah, man. Like I think it's ignorant to think that we're the only perfect no condition rock. Sounds a Bridgeport. Oh man, there's no way that in our vast galaxy, just our own galaxy, not even talking about the universe, mm -hmm. our galaxy, we're the only fucking. Yeah, we we might be the only life in our solar system. Because that, I mean, we've sent signals to ends of space and stuff and mm -hmm. if there's something in our solar system they would have responded yeah. unless they just don't give a fuck yeah but you're telling me that in neighboring solar systems there's not life there's no way there's no way that there's other galaxies and universes and planets with nothing else on them that, I can't believe that that yeah. would make no sense yeah the whole gold, the Goldilocks uh, situation like the perfect in the middle it, this is exactly everything it needs. Like, yeah, I don't think that exists. But also, they could also just be right here because um, it, it's something like I don't remember where I read it, but it made me think. It made me think, and it it's fucked me up. But a lion has no idea that like a narwhal exists. <laughs> yeah. And they're on the same planet, but a lion has no idea what a narwhal is. Yeah. None at all. Yep. Uh, a lion has no idea what a fucking Pomeranian is. Mm -hmm. Like, so there could be, you know, we just don't know. They could be here. You know what? Like, I never thought about that ever. Yeah, exactly. Like that, but, but it's like it makes sense. Yeah, it's the same way. Like, if you go to like one of those like uh, forests where there's like uh, indigenous people that have never come in contact with like outside yeah. civilized man us coming there with like GPS devices and flashlights and we could look like the aliens to them exactly so it's like that same weird paradox where like that's yeah. we could be having something right here that we just can't see and it's dude I remember one night um up in the front room we were sitting it was there was like six of us and I, I think Harry was there and we're sitting there and we're just we're playing cards or something and every single one of us saw the same thing and nobody said anything for a couple minutes but there was a beam of green light that was like no bigger than this pen mm -hmm. and it flew around it was like liquid it flew around made some shapes and then vanished Mm -hmm. And it was such a bright green because I remember sitting because um, there's a heater like this in the front room, but it's taller. Yeah. And we were sitting, um, you know, 
lengthwise from it. And I remember sitting, looking this way, and seeing a bright green just flash. And when I looked, I saw it make a shape and just disappear. And we sat there in just complete silence. And then we were like, you guys saw that, right? And like we were like, yeah, we all described it, bro. And it's crazy. I've been Googling, looking. I joined so many like alien groups and things like that, <laughs> trying to figure out if anyone's ever seen anything like this. And I've never met anyone else who has. And it's just crazy because I have no idea what it is. But it was like really cool and also super terrifying because yeah. like that could have been anything yeah. like and then like i've told a couple people like that and they were like oh like it was probably somebody outside with a laser pointer which plausible but it wasn't foggy mm-hmm. so we wouldn't have been able to see the yeah, beam and, that yeah. thick and it's and, in space and it made shapes yeah so when you see like a laser pointer the laser pointer just moves and it makes a shape on a wall yeah. you can see it moving around on there yeah, not in the but center this of a was, room yeah this was just a solid green beam of light and it just poof gone i got a similar ish story but a paranormal one okay see i don't i believe that ghosts could exist but i've never seen one so i can't believe in it but i've seen like that green beam i've seen like ufo type things like so I, and, and it's also just seems silly to not believe in aliens yeah but yeah i would love to hear this paranormal thing so this story like spans a couple years so like where it reaches its resolution but um so when i was younger and it was just me and my sister and my brother wasn't born yet uh my sister's dad yeah like uh, my sister's dad i tell people like my life was great till 93 yeah and then then too many kids my brother and then like i'm no longer special like um so um back when i was younger and my sister uh she was already around my sister's father like uh used to be in the bowling league and every friday he would go to the bowling league and he used to take me and my sister and then we would get there he used to give us like money to play on you know they had an arcade area and stuff like that and then like normally it would be just my mom and my aunt left at the house and what they used to do is like either watch like mtv music videos or whatever the hell in like my mom's room and one of those nights that when we left, because also, too, as a single mom, she's trying to save all the money she could. So normally, if there's no one else really in the house, all the lights are off, all the lights are off. off. Yep. So, and she was My in her room. My mom to this day does not have lights. She's like a fucking vampire. <laughs> she's just... <laughs> Every time I go to her house, it's just dark. I turn on the lights. Like <laughs> <laughs> so... My mom and my aunt were, like, watching a movie or something in my mom's room. So my mom's room was, like, um, like the, if you go through my, her front door of her, uh, of her room, it leads directly to the living room. So there was one night where they were in the room, and their light was on, and they were watching TV. And then the door was slightly open, you know, so some of the light from the room would spill into the, into the living room. They were sitting there watching something and some time passed and then my mom you know grabbed the remote she paused whatever vhs they were watching and then she tells my aunt hey is there anything you want to tell me right now and my aunt's like no and then she's like are you sure there's nothing that you feel like maybe we should talk about and then my aunt was like uh, did you also see 
an old lady walking in our living room, like kind of like floating, and look inside the room, and then kept walking. And right now, I'm getting I'm getting goosebumps telling the story. Yeah. And then my mom is like, "Yes, that's exactly what I saw too." So then, right there, they both made a promise to each other: like, whoever dies first, contact me or let me know what's going on on the Dude, other that's side. Another Puerto Rican thing. My mom has that. She said that with her best friend in Puerto Rico, uh, they said, uh, "Whoever dies first, mm-hmm. you gotta come see me." Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> let me know what happened. Let me know what that. Like, I'm like, what? The, that's crazy. So, fast forward, or actually rewind. When I was even younger than that, I remember there was a. It was a summer and. I was sleeping facing up. I normally never sleep facing up, but that night I did. And your belly sleeper? Yeah, side belly. Like um so then like one night I was sleeping facing up and in in the middle of the night, summer night, I opened my eyes and like no more than three inches away from my face as I'm laying down, I, there was an old lady floating over me, looking at me dead in the eyes. I was a little kid, and like I told you before, like my mom, horror movies, I was terrified at night anyway at that time. I closed my eyes, and I did the one thing that protects you no matter what's happening. Blanket over the face. Exactly. Yep. Nothing can get to you. Nothing. <laughs> Make sure you tuck in your feet, too. Yep. And, you know, I was just freaking out, and I was like, eventually I'm going to have to either leave the bed or whatever, and if she's still there, I got to deal with it. So I un- uncovered myself, and she was gone. I never mentioned that to anybody because I was just like I was. I just saw stuff. Yeah. So it's then, just because of the horror movies, yeah, you're playing tricks on you. So many years later, my mom starts telling me the story of what she saw that one time with your uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And the way she described the lady was exactly what I saw. So then I was like, holy shit. I wasn't seeing things because, like, what are the chances that you guys saw the same exact? Our story is like super aligned, and as you remember, I my my room was half of the living room, so they saw her in the living room. So, fast forward, we were like, "That's crazy." So my mom had asked the landlord who used to live here before mm-hmm. without any. You know, like, leading to anything. And he's like, oh, the family that used to be here is actually uh, a wife and a husband that were living here. The wife passed, and then the dad, the surviving uh, member, went to go live with their kids, I think, like, in Florida or something. So, we were like, that's the ghost or spirit of that lady. Mm -hmm. And then this part, I don't know if it has anything to do with it. But on the first floor, because we lived in a three-family house, but the first floor was like half business, half house, mm-hmm. and the business that was being ran, ran out of there was a uh, fortune teller. It's uh, so like no service. I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah. But like scam. You know, like but we we lived like uh, above gypsies and stuff, and like so we were thinking that maybe there's some weird things mm-hmm. that they're doing that are like conjuring up things yeah, 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 and yeah. stuff like that. So if like after that reconfirmation from my mother I was like there's no way in hell that there's no ghost because I 100% know I saw one haven't seen anything since but that was the only memory I have yeah I've never I've never had one Um, I don't want to have one like I don't want to see a ghost that seems terrifying yeah yeah, yeah, 100% 100% terrifying I don't want to see a ghost but like I don't know 
I don't, I don't know. They don't. To me, they don't fall in the same category as like an alien. Yeah. Like it makes sense that an alien exists. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense that we live to die to remain here as a ghost. Yeah. Just like that's crazy. Walk around all spooky. Yeah. Uh, and can't do nothing. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. That. I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't seem very plausible for me. I feel you. I feel you. No. But. You know, as we as we wind down here, like, you know, do you have do you have like a um, a medium that you do because you play music, mm-hmm. you take pictures, mm-hmm. you film? Like, what's your favorite? Like, which one's your your passion? So, in the past couple, like I would say, like in the last year, actually. So, originally started with photography. And then I started doing video uh, sarcastically, right? Like uh, during the pandemic, because we had nothing to do. Yeah. So I started shooting like. What, what was the pandemic like for you? Uh, it was probably because. Were you working at home? Uh, I was actually, since I work in the aerospace industry and we got a supply to the military. Like, Deemed uh, essential. Yeah, and we had to, we never had a day off. Me too. Like, Same. um,. Yeah, you need to work for the so, most federal, federal thing yeah, around here. Which has nothing to do with, yo, dude, we're federal <laughs> as fuck, but have no government funding. That's interesting. It's crazy. I can't talk about it anymore because legal crap, you know, <laughs> yeah. kibosh this. I could lose my job, I think. I just can't say the name of the spot. But yeah, federal uh, sector gov- of the government, but then has no government funding. Like, we're yeah. fucking assholes. But yeah, mm. deemed essential. Never got like retro, um, like hazard pay. Never got no. nothing, dude. Bullshit. No, I got bullshit. But the people who worked at fucking like McDonald's mm-hmm. got hazard pay. I was, I was so mad. Yeah. Or the people that had an employment with an extra six hundred dollars a week. I don't get. But that's the thing. I don't care about um, you know, if you're unemployed. Like if they told you you couldn't work and you had to collect, like mm-hmm. that's fine, cool, whatever, do that. If you want minimum wage to be twenty two fucking dollars an hour, I don't care. Give it to them, whatever. I don't care. But the fact that though everybody else got hazard pay and some jobs didn't was bullshit on the government's part. I think everyone should have everyone who had to work should have got extra yeah, correct. pay. That was crazy. Correct. Like and I heard a lot of stories too, like even people in the medical field straight up they didn't get anything. Like uh one of my best friends like um works in uh in, or he used to work in a hospital. Yeah. And he got nothing extra. And he was like there, ground zero, you know, like mm-hmm. People coming in with COVID, like yeah, 100% dealing confirmed. Dealing with them at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, when you had no idea, when everybody thought if you blinked too hard, you got it. You yeah, know, like, oh my God, dude, what a, sh- what a crazy time for the plan. It doesn't even seem real. Yeah, I will say, though, the pandemic, again, all respect to people that were gone, that, you know, passed or had a really or life-changing things in a negative way. But, like, the pandemic for me was, like, pretty cool. Like, uh, like I think... There was nobody around, and again, like I said, like I'm a very to myself guy, so it didn't affect me so much like that because like I, I wasn't going out clubbing or anything like that. You yeah, know? like so, for me, it was like everybody's chilling out right now. Like everybody, everything's quiet, nothing's going on, and it, it also just presented people with something that you don't usually have. Like as adults, it's something like as kids we had it in abundance, and as adult we don't like. Mm-hmm. The pandemic gave you free time. Yeah, like time. the pandemic gave you time to finish that book you said you were going to finish, mm-hmm. but you haven't had time to learn that trade. Like a lot of people started doing stuff, and and like you know, I think content creation, exp- 
loaded oh, over yeah. the pandemic. Like, people blew up on, like, TikTok being stuck in their house making videos and stuff. And I think it's it sucked, but it was, it was, like, it changed everything. Like, yeah, it changed, it, it changed entertainment. Like, people had to change the way they were doing, you know, things. Like, SNL was being filmed remotely at everyone's house. Like, everyone was, like, video chatting into SNL. Like, that's... That's crazy how creative you had to get to do yeah, things. Yeah, there, there was a lot of a lot of advancements in things. Like uh, a lot of companies stepped up products and it got more competitive. So like it it worked out for everybody in that in that sense because like there's all this competition now and then now there's like all these resources you didn't know. Like who would have thought like Zoom Dude. was going to be like the most essential tool you're probably going to yeah, have. Yeah, how long how long has Zoom been around? It, it's Oh, Zoom has been around way before the pandemic. Yeah, it didn't start in the pandemic. It's oh, been there, but like nobody was using it. It wasn't even a thing. Yeah, live streams. Like uh, everybody figured out how to do a live stream, and then people found out how to do a proper live stream. And yep. like, it's yeah, it pushed a lot of things forward. Yeah, but Zoom, like that thing exploded, man. Like um, my job was using it. Like they made a Zoom government edition too for like if you work. With uh, government sensitive things, and they had their own thing there. So, and it also, I believe, showed a lot of people that you don't have to be physically at work to do work. Yeah. So, like, uh, a lot of companies to save money on, like, hey, we could have all these dudes remote. We don't need them here. Or some some companies actually closed down their businesses to keep doing everything remote. Yeah. Because it helped overhead a lot. Like, and also too, a lot of people that were working from home were way more productive. Because like you're never home watching the clock. Yeah. You always watch the clock at work. Yep. So like a lot of people that end up working from home lose track of time and tend to spend more time working there to yeah. be more productive than actually at the facility of like whatever like, their I job have, is. I have a lot of friends who uh, worked at home during the pandemic and they were just more effective. They were much more efficient mm -hmm. being at home. But then like um, it did I because I, I never I never did the work at home thing. I was always at work. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of people um, that I talked to got really stir crazy. Like they got um, you know because some people worked in their you know, living room or whatever. So you lost that that space that you go to after a long day of work. You know, you can go home. You know that you punch mm -hmm. out of work. You can go home and relax at your house. Now you can't because the spot that you relaxed in is now your work environment. Yeah. So like, uh, I I don't I, I wouldn't know how to deal with that. Yeah, like it's no longer as rewarding. Yeah, I don't know how people, uh, how more people didn't lose their minds mm -hmm. over the pandemic because Jesus Christ, that would destroy your mental health. Yeah, I mean the pandemic or like being, working from home is not for everybody, but like uh, yeah, for the people that just like like, like like I know, like for example, dude, yesterday at work, I had to fucking work late because of just, was, I cleaned three bathrooms, three adult bathrooms with shit all over the place yeah. like literal shit on the wall, on the toilet, on the floor, like if if and no that, government funding, no to government clean funding, this. no fucking government funding, no goddamn it. <laughs> but like, like if that kind of stress at work, like that kind of annoyance at work, like I came home and I forgot about it. Yeah. Right. Like 
if I had something that level of stress and just like annoyance happen to me while I'm working from home, like where do you go? Because you can't go out, yeah. you can't go somewhere, yeah, because for, it's, yeah. everything shut down. Yeah, I 100 percent like seen that's it. yeah yeah oh man, like I I use the pandemic to get a better handle on my mental health. Like I started therapy, yeah, like all that stuff. I don't like what you. What the fuck do you do otherwise? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. Like, um, yeah, because you're you're stuck somewhere. Yeah, and you can't go. You just Everything else is done. All your friends and family are scared to hang out because, like. But I'll tell you what. When I was working, I was out in the public, like in in the shit, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, before I transferred and got my new job, um, just out there, and it was eerie. Right. To just be out walking around and not like where I was working there was a lot of kids and not seeing any kids anywhere not mm-hmm. hearing kids like nothing there was no traffic that was awesome yeah that's my favorite part best part I miss it so fastest much. I've uh, ever gotten home and to work I miss it I miss it so much. the sky was so clear yeah I don't know the beginning of the pandemic was pretty nice grocery stores in like June were awesome. yeah and then whoever I don't know why people bought so much the toilet, toilet paper. paper. Dude, my mom <laughs> just ran out of her 2020 <laughs> stockpile. Three years. Three years she lasted. Oh, man. And I'm like, what do you need that much for? She's like, you never know. Never know what? <laughs> like, how much you <laughs> Like, how much shit are you eating, lady, that you need this? Like, every bathroom break is an emergency. <laughs> every single one of them, dude. So, like, luckily for me, when that happened, like, I, I've been a wet wipe proponent, like, for years. Yeah. I've never used regular, uh, you know, toilet paper unless if, like, I'm at someone's house that doesn't have wet wipes. Oh, so you use wipes. Yeah. I've always dude, used great. wipes. Like, uh, I remember... Do you have a bidet? No, but I want one. I want one so bad. I've, I've, I've used it twice first time really off-putting and just like well, yeah second time you understand now you're like this is the way to do it why even bother with anything else right like it's so much faster and i remember the thing that put me onto wet wipes like uh was uh an episode of mtv cribs hell yeah I, dude i don't remember what rapper was on there but he was like flexing on how much wet wipes he had in his bathroom fuck yeah and he's like if you're if you wipe with something dry you're doing your life wrong and, and i was both and then he's like it makes no sense you're cleaning sign up just with a dry napkin or you want to get some some liquids in there to get all the stuff out and i was like bro that is wild i never thought about it like that this man's onto something uh do you want to know who it was who was it? Trick Daddy. Oh, there you it go. It was Trick Daddy, dude. I had to look that up. <laughs> dude, I love when MTV got, like... So, like, I, I don't like that MTV stopped showing music videos altogether. But I yeah. do like when they started to do shows, the shows that they did. Yeah. Like... Uh, 16 and Pregnant. Uh, no, no, no. God, I hated those shows. But, like, uh, uh, True Life. True oh, Life yeah. was sick. Made. Yes. Made was awesome. Um... Pimp My Ride was mm-hmm. silly. Yeah. Uh, but Cribs was so cool. Because, again, like with the wrestling thing, I like the behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, making the video, um, VH1 behind the music was one of my favorite things. Yeah. Pop-up video. Yep. I, dude, I love pop-up video because those stupid little facts mm-hmm. are the most interesting things in the world to me. Like, did you know that this jacket here was used to be owned by blah, blah, blah from this movie? Yeah. Like, the... the, the, the um, 
uh, uh, the Halloween thing where it's like that's just an old Captain Kirk mask. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so fucking cool. Like, yeah. That's so cool. That those little things are so fucking cool. So like, you you you're just you do everything. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. You're pretty good at most of it. Thank you, thank you. You knock it out of the park. Um, you got your own company, mm-hmm. your own production company. Yep. Phantasma Productions. Correct. And what do you guys, photography, videography. videography. Um, we do, like, we anything you need from, like, uh, if you need promotional work, commercials, uh, product photography, um and regular headshots, creative photography, like we, we do everything, like anything you can think of, like we will do. Any Don't, kind of content you need created, we're gonna, yeah, fucking help you out with. Exactly, but we specialize specifically in the spooky stuff, like uh, more moody and horror themed things. Like uh, my Instagram right now has like a a bunch of posts of a, li- a little sample of everything that I kind of do and as we were sort of saying before though like I'm really bad at like social mediaing yeah so like I have a bunch of work that's like just like unreleased that I was like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna this week I'm gonna sit down and schedule out everything and have 50 posts lined up for the month and I just like don't do it yeah <laughs> but I, I, I but, feel that I feel that because I should be putting out more content I should be putting out more clips I should be doing that but also um, I don't want to put clips out of my actual like jokes because then people are going to see them all and like I know all the other comics are putting out like the ones that are really like making it and doing making waves they're all putting out crowd work clips which is not my strong suit like I'm just mm. I'm so bad at it but that's why I'm doing this like oh, okay. to that, help that, me that's pretty interesting try and talk yeah because I, I, I thought I thought I thought that would be like more so your bread and butter no it is to me, I think personally one of my biggest detriments uh, at stand-up comedy. I'm sure there's many, many more, but the one to me that I am trying to work on and figure out is being better um, off the cuff and better at um, being able to. If someone in the crowd says something, it doesn't trip me up. I can just be like, "All right, bet." do it and go mm-hmm. into it or that I could uh, a, a thing that a lot of my peers do that is really really good is they're able to talk to the crowd mm-hmm. and guide the crowd right into their jokes gotcha and I'm like I I, I try to do it I, I can kind of do it but I don't like again like I'm sure when you take a picture you're like no this is not good yeah like I don't like this and people are like oh no this is so good this is mm-hmm. so good but like I'm sure like I'm better at it than I think I am, or maybe I'm not, but like it's just to me, it's such a hard thing. And I see people do it so well, and I don't do it as well as that, so I don't think I'm good at it. So, to touch on that a little bit, um, something that I suffer of even till today, like uh, imposter syndrome. Oh my God, that's like my superpower. I like, think. no matter how good someone tells me I'm doing, I'm like, are they really like. I don't, I don't, don't think I deserve to be here. That's like, like one of the things like I, we were talking earlier that got deleted. I, I don't. We have to 
in our line of work and our being creatives and all these things, we have to market ourselves to people. Mm-hmm. And we have to network with people. And I can't do it. I don't know how. I'm bad at small talk. I'm bad at like, hey, my name is Manny. What's up? Let's be friends. I I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. I mean, that's a good lead. Hey, my name is Manny. Let's be friends. It's very inviting. And it's, very it's, friendly. In my brain, I'm like, that's creepy. If somebody <laughs> came up to me and said, hey, my name is blah, blah, blah. Let's be friends. I'm like, what? You're a weirdo. Yeah, as long but as you're not like, hey, you want to be my friend? Yeah. <laughs> like, but like that's also just how my brain works. Like I just I, I overthink everything. Yeah, me too. And like so I'll go up on stage, I'll do my set and I'll hang out for a couple minutes. Like if I'm not hosting the show mm-hmm. or if it's not like a Park City comedy show, um, I will leave. Like I'll just dip. Um but because I'll dip because like the thought of people like coming up to me like if I did well like when I first started I used to do like the casino and stuff and mm-hmm. they would like come up and like oh that was great this Counting this stuff. House, right? yeah and I'd be like nah, you don't even know I fucked up that joke like it wasn't supposed to be like that and like I had to stop because uh, another comic told me they're like they don't know your jokes mm-hmm. so if they tell you it was good just take it take the compliment yeah. and it's just hard for me because I'm just like no it's not good it's supposed to be like this but like I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get better at imposter syndrome. Like trying to be like I can. I'm supposed to do this. Like I'm, yeah. I'm doing okay, but it's just a battle. Yeah. The the one thing that helped me, like kind of sort of by accident, uh, to I still suffer of it. It's not as bad anymore because I I'm starting to believe in my work more. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and this is all just recent. Like where I started gaining like the confidence in like what I'm doing. Like I know like my stuff wasn't terrible. I just didn't think it was praiseworthy, right? Yeah. So exactly that's it. So like uh, one of my other friends, Caesar Vasquez, Move Lens Photography, incredible. Uh, him and I like got real close like in the past like six months because like he's such a positive energy dude like and, yeah. and his whole family is like um and Cece's a vibe dude yeah he is he's a he's a whole vibe his wife Cece everybody like they're phenomenal human beings hang around with them they'll make you want to run through a wall with like potential yeah <laughs> like it's, yeah, they it's have crazy the POP dude the power of positivity <laughs> yeah big time so like we went to Comic Con. Yep. Uh, in New York uh, last October uh, and you know I went there just to take photos and whatever and you know hang out w- with my boy and I started posting my work he was hyping me up on the side and then out of, out of nowhere I just started getting like a lot of compliments for my work people were like oh this is like my favorite picture from the convention and, and the funny part about it is Caesar and I you know Caesar also being a photographer we were seeing like all these other like quote unquote like pro photographers that get like all these fancy flashes that like harnessed onto them to get the perfect shot at the cons we were just like walking around with our cameras regular and to have people come up to us and say that our work is like their favorite of the con while we know that they got for, like photographed by other people that had like a better studios setup. on the go yeah like uh and then like they you know featured us on post and they followed us back genuinely asking us hey can you send us prints we really want to be able to yeah. sell these at conventions and stuff and i was just sitting there like dude no way like are you serious like okay here like we'll do business and and then i came across like another another creator that had i had no idea had like a following of like eighty thousand people 
and they loved my photo more than anything else they got so they featured me and then all of a sudden i got all this traffic on my page out of them and like everybody was like dude this is so dope this is great you captured exactly what they were trying to do like this is incredible and then like again asking for prints and stuff and then i was like all right one or two people telling me that i'm doing good is whatever but now i'm having like a bunch of people telling me this featured in things yeah and then like people that i have no connections with and also that i know that no one i know has connections with them either they have no reason to tell me anything that's why i like doing i like doing comedy out of state yeah i like going to other states because like like early on it was a a a different feeling because like early on that you have to do like bringer shows where they want you to bring stuff mm-hmm. and um you know you would always have to bring your friends and you're always going to get guaranteed laughs because your friends are there um but when you when you go like when when i first got like put on a show in like massachusetts and stuff like i would bring somebody with me because i just don't want to make that drive alone but it's usually just one person so like to be able to go into a spot where nobody knows who you are and you make a bunch of strangers laugh and they come up to you after and they're like hey you did that was really good like you're really funny like that's really cool yeah it's really cool that uh, to know that it's not just people you know who think you're good at what you do it's a neutral test yeah it's really really cool i like doing contests where like it's audience vote Mm -hmm. and i don't bring anybody so like if i get more than one vote like i know i did good like if i don't win whatever that sucks but like i did one contest where i didn't bring anybody with me the guy who won had 10 votes i lost i had nine yeah you know and i'm like i'll take that like that's cool um do you do you have any um like advice for like uh people uh getting into this line of of work yes uh, uh, not uh, a, a piece of, of advice that isn't there's no money in this uh mm-hmm. you'll make more money when you die yeah, yeah <laughs> and, and, you know thanks again miss uh robinson for instilling that in me uh yeah i have a i have a lot of things that i think can help people the the one thing that so like i do a bunch of stuff right like i do i like doing things because like we only have one life that i know i haven't died yet so i can't tell you if there's a part two but i want to put everything that i am into what i'm doing so anything that i pick up that starts as a hobby or anything i do go full force on it i try not to half-ass anything i want to go in with with an open mind to learn and it would open mind to experiment yep. so and and also to understanding whatever i do in the beginning is not going to be the definition of what i am in that field so, so my, you know that there's a process i know there's a process and everything takes you time. gotta be shit before you're good correct see i'm the opposite i get so discouraged if i'm not good right off rip yeah because i'm so hard on myself so like uh uh it, it's like for example if i write a new joke and I do it one time. The first time I do it, if no, if none of it gets like a little laugh, I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. I quit. Like I hate. Yeah. It. But like, uh, um, like yeah. I wish I. I'm, I'm trying to get over that. I'm trying to know that there's a process, and I'm starting to realize it because like, I am. I am starting to uh, get to the point where, uh, you know, I have younger comics newer comics come up and like ask me oh um you know what do you what do you do when this happens or how do i get this and how do i do that and like i've i can tell them and i always try to tell them i don't know if it's something you do with photography or even if it applies to photography that like this is what worked for me 
because mm-hmm. I don't ever want to tell somebody how to do something because yeah. I think there's a million different ways to be successful, oh, in, yeah. especially in stand-up comedy because there's so many different styles of comedy. This is I can only tell you what's worked for me, and I can only tell you um, what didn't work for me. Correct. You know, I can't tell you how to do stuff, but yeah, I, I wish I could just like because like I see the new comics now and like they have like bits like they have jokes and they have like actual setup and punches and i remember when i first started like i didn't know what the fuck i was doing yeah so it's it, it's cool to see how everything changes but also like to be a part of you know trying to help like if someone has a question like i tell anytime they're like oh man thanks that was great you're so helpful I'm like, Dude, wedding, like, hit me up whatever you want and ask me and if i know i'll tell you yeah or i'll tell you how to find out i like, you know Mm-hmm. I don't want to gatekeep any kind of knowledge. No. Because I don't think I have any. Like, I really, like, when comics, like, ask me questions and stuff, like, I don't feel like I know enough to be asked. Or, like, I've been doing, so I've only been doing comedy regularly for five years, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's if you count 2020. So yeah. it's only, like, four years. But, like, there's, like, the Zoom comedy area, which was awful, dude. Yeah, that's oh, tough. Doing like stand up on a video chat was so hard. So, so hard. But, like, you know, yeah, like I've only been doing it for four years. So, like, if someone wants to ask me a question, I'll tell you. But there's so many other better people you could probably be asking than me. Yeah. You know? But, like, do are you like, are you that? Are you, if like a new, if someone comes up to you and they're like, hey, you know, I see that you, um, you know, I follow your page on Instagram. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just got a camera. Like, you know, do you think you can give me some tips? Like, are you. Are you the tip giver? Yeah. So or are like, you like put in the work, Junior? <laughs> no, like, uh, so with me, even in my my regular professional job, whatever you want to call it, I don't believe in not teaching. Like, I don't believe in hoarding information because, like, I wasn't taught anything. Like, I had to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, like... Uh, and, I, and, it, and it sucks. Yeah. It sucks, like... Everyone thinks like, oh no, you. It's giving you. It's work ethic. It's giving you a sense of pride. No, it's just mm-hmm. really hard. It doesn't have to be. No. If someone knows it, you can just help me. Yeah, like I've seen like some. So people come to me now and ask me questions or say like, how can I get this like this? Because you do real good, and then. I'll tell them what I did, but at the same point, you said this is what works for me because mm-hmm. I'm aiming at something totally different. Yeah, like uh, I might not be aiming at the same style or the same end goal that you're doing, but if I, there's something I can like tell you, I, I'll, I'll always tell you. There's a few photographers on my Instagram that it's funny that have like a larger follower following than I do, and they ask me how I did certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, like and and then that goes back to my imposter syndrome. Like, bro. You got like 10k followers. I got like a hundred. Yeah, like dude, what are you like, talking about? Why? Like, why are you asking? I was gonna ask you questions. Yeah. But like, uh, the thing is too, like you, you always see yourself for yourself and what you feel. But like, what you you're putting out could be somebody else is like, man, I wish I did that, or I wish I thought about that. Yeah. Or this looks weird, but it's in a good way, and I wish I could do stuff like that. So like. I will always share everything to to help. I don't believe in, like I said, hoarding information. I don't believe in putting people down. I want to see everybody do good. And then if they are able to, you know, 
pursue a passion that I can help you like nurture yeah I would do it and then I also do it like out of love yeah and because I, I haven't had anybody do that for me so like I'm also not even looking for anything in return what I'm looking for in return is to see you succeed and that's it mm -hmm. I want you to be able to do what you want and then you know be happy about it's also doing. one of the things that's like if I'm gonna put this work in and show you how to do this like I don't want you to give up on it yeah you know what I mean um but yeah no that's that's exactly how I look at it like there's it, we like I, my philosophy is you know we can all eat mm -hmm. you know everyone always talks about like oh you know there's not enough seats at the table this is a leaf I made this table bigger yeah you know I popped this in and made the table look bigger like you can just Correct. make the table bigger mm -hmm. you know it's not a problem you know if you're not sitting at the same table you could still be in the same cafeteria yeah you know? guess what sit a little closer yeah everybody can eat um this is great i'm actually glad that the first one didn't work yeah because this felt better i think i think we warmed up yeah we did warm up, took, up. took about four to five minutes it right. worked up but uh, where, where can people find you? Uh, I'm going to put it all in the link in the bio, but for the audio people who don't know how to read, because we are from Bridgeport, and yeah. there are some of us there. So. Where are you at on Instagram, socials, whatever? Now it's your time. Go. Thank you, bro. Uh, so uh, you can find me on Instagram at, at phantasma.productions on Instagram. On uh, Twitter? Same thing? Uh, no, not yet, but I've been uh, told that that's a good idea. Twitter rules. So I'm probably Twitter's gonna... great. I need to need to figure out how to get more interaction on my Twitter. Yeah. Um, but I also don't post enough on there. But um, yeah, I wanna I wanna start posting more on Twitter so, and getting on there. So let's do this. I'll I'll make I'll make my Twitter. Make a Twitter. And then check up on me, make sure I made it, and then we'll share whatever we find out about how to there make that go. algorithm work a little bit better. Uh, thanks for coming. Absolutely, my pleasure. You're the, you're the best. You're uh, the best. I love you. I love you too. Uh, and I can't wait to see how successful you become. Thank you, man. Same, likewise, man. Uh, there's nothing stopping us, man. We could do it. There's not. There's not. There's just two Puerto Rican kids from Bridgeport trying That's to make right. it. That's right. That's trying to make it. Thanks for coming, bro. Thank you.